You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast with Mark Allred, Court Lalonde, and Rob Tomlin. You can subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Player.fm, SoundCloud.com, and Stitcher Radio. You can help the show financially by going to the blackandgoldhockeyblog.com website and clicking on either the Amazon.com or Fanatics.com banners to the right before shopping online. Now, time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show! Or fights to keep it in, does, has it in the corner to Sanderson, back in front door, shot, scores! Ray Bork. He takes the space, pulling it wide to the right of Tatar. The snapshot over to Rossi. It's loose, and Bergeron scores! Patrice Bergeron! Hello, Bruins fans, and welcome back for episode 73 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast in partnership with Grandstand Sports Network, the best view in sports. Um, We are recording on Monday... November 27th, 2017, because we were all busy. Uh, I had the Thanksgiving holiday, and um, Rob had a hockey game to attend, and Court uh, had the lovely little Emma's birthday. Uh, let's start with you, Court, and the, and the, and the little girl. How was, your, how was her day yesterday? Uh, well, her birthday was on Tuesday. We celebrated the weekend, um, but it was great. We went away to Collingwood, and... Uh, had some great time with some friends and uh, might be moving. <laughs> you, really? Yeah, yeah. Might might move out there. It's about an hour and a half from where I live now, north. It's just it's really nice out there and uh, had a really good time. So uh, might just make it permanent residence. That's awesome. Um, I believe I saw a picture uh, on of the uh, house. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at. Yeah, it's nice. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Rob, how was your uh, hockey game yesterday? Was it good? Uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, it finished 8-6 to the away team, and uh, it was a very close game, but unfortunately wasn't as physical as it usually is in the UK. Really? Uh, it's usually a bit of a goon fest, but uh, I think with it being a cup game, it was a bit more timid, which and, was disappointing. <laughs> and uh, no lack of scoring in the leagues in, uh, in England? Not oh, like... no. Good. No. Maybe the... I've been to a game about a year ago, and the score was twenty-three two. <laughs> What's the? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so there's no lack of skill either. Like <laughs> the thing is, you in in our leagues, you have import players, uh, and you can only have a certain amount of import players from different countries, and then you have like your homegrown talent. So the imports just really take over, and if you got a good set of imports, then your team just is successful. That's how it goes over here. Fair enough. So. That's pretty interesting. That's yeah. some crazy goal scoring, though, man. That's like, um, you wouldn't want to be double fisting beers at a game like that. No. <laughs> no, I know last night uh, we didn't drink, but um, most times that I've gone to the hockey, it's you kind of 
depending on what the scoreline is for your team, you'll pick up maybe one or two beers or maybe eight, depending on <laughs> how badly they're losing. So, wow. yeah. Sounds like a Bruins game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bom, bom, bom. <laughs> right? Uh, well, leading into that, um, I got to tell you, it was, a, it was a good week last week. There was only two games. Uh, started off in New Jersey with a shootout win. Hudobin continues to uh, shine for this team in, in goal. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And uh, also got a 4-3 to three win in Pittsburgh. Uh, sorry. At home against Pittsburgh uh, to continue what he's doing. and, and it just, I wouldn't use the word shine in that game. Well, no, no. That's... Oh. I mean, he's he's been playing well. I mean, his numbers yes. right now in 10 games, uh, he's 7-0-2 with a 2.22 goals against and a, and a 9.32 save percentage. So, but, He's played awesome. But yeah. we all know if someone else was in net and it was the exact same score, it would be, this guy sucks, trade him. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Um, but but the, the Bruins were on a four-game winning streak until yesterday's game happened, and... And it, even though or lack thereof game, yeah. Even though yesterday's game starts a new week, we are recording on Monday, so we're going to talk about it. We have to uh, four game winning streak snapped, and I'm I'm not going to blame I'm not going to blame Rask on this because he did get the start. Um, I there was there was there was there might have been a goal that he could have you know could have gotten back a little bit you know or been a little better, <clears throat> but. That, that that whole team in front of them, just flat. Absolutely yeah. flat and very disappointing that they couldn't continue. But it is what it is. The good, yeah, the good thing about it is the last time we talked, or maybe even the, the two weeks ago, the Bruins were third to last in the Eastern Conference. And last week they got as high as third in the Atlantic Division which is definitely a playoff spot. But now with yesterday's loss and everybody else in the, in the, in the, in the conference going up and down, uh, the Bruins sit uh, four points out of the second wild card spot currently owned by the New York Rangers, but still in good shape. Uh, this is the Thanksgiving holiday uh, break that we talked about. This is where we figure out where we're going to go. So um, with that being said, we do have uh, a, a critical game coming up on on Wednesday night against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that, that are just absolutely smoking this league this this season. Um, not shocked with uh, Steven Stamkos back in the lineup, and uh, also a game on Saturday against the Philadelphia Flyers at one uh, afternoon game. So uh, two big games coming up. Um, mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Do you guys think that uh, there's enough time in between to, to, to keep running the Dolby train? or? Yeah, they, uh, well, I think they'll go back to him on Wednesday night. I do. Um, no matter how much I love Tuka, I think he's struggling at the moment. I mean, with that game against Pittsburgh, I mean, Dolby looked like he struggled in that game. Um but the team are struggling. It's not just one thing that's struggling. It's the whole team. If they're if they're playing well, then they're just destroying teams. But as soon as they have like a little 
bit of a game where they look like they need to rest, then they're screwed. Right. Yeah. And, and I... the, the one big surprise for me recently has been um, the play of Nash. I think he's been playing amazing. He's been one of the guys that's actually stepped up and took a bit of a leader role. So that's been good to see. Yeah, and it, it, and speaking of the last game, as, as we know, uh, Cassidy hasn't been afraid to call out Tuca, and he didn't even didn't even go near that. He called out every all the other eighteen players on the team. Uh, it was, ooh, it was a bad effort coming from them last game. Like it just, oh, like they had maybe five good minutes. Like some people were saying they played a good half a game. Yeah, yes, they came back in the third period, but they were still making defensive laps. Like it just Ryan Strom's goal. If he makes that save, first off, you know, um, it's the highlight of the year because it's unbelievable. But how does it even happen? It was funny. I was talking to a couple uh, friends of the show um, on Twitter today, and I thought for sure that it was it was Toy Krug's defensive lapse and not calling him and him and Carlo taking the same guy. But, uh, you know, it's looking like it was all three of them just not even knowing what they were doing out there. Right. Very lackadaisical, in my opinion. Yeah, like you, it, I don't care what anybody says because they just wanted to get mad at that the guy who was in the net. But there's no way that anybody's stopping that guy in the slot. Like it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Like that, if if we're talking about the the one goal that maybe should have had back was the Patrick Maroon, but the sec the other goal, McAvoy McEvo- is the one who scored it. You're not stopping that. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely games that that we all need to step up. Um, the whole team needs to dig down deep against teams like that. Edmonton's really struggling this year, and I'm actually very surprised about that. Um, and just the way that they played at home was uh, was just an embarrassment, in my opinion. And 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 I like the way Cassidy did. Like like you said, they called him out and you know said that you know, there were a lot of passengers on this on at this game, and he's been using that term a lot lately. So. Uh, obviously not in the last four four games prior, but you know they, they if they bring that effort with two days rest yeah, today and tomorrow into uh, TD Garden against um, Tampa Bay on Wednesday, they're gonna get they'll smoked. get blown out seven seven yeah. nothing. They get smoked. And I'll, I'll agree with you, Rob. Nash looked great out there. Krejci looked great out there last game. But that's about it. Like Pasta might have had his goal, but I didn't really see that. I I still don't like him on the same line as Bergeron I just I don't know it's just me maybe it's just me and I just uh just the line combinations but I I'm sure Cassie's just trying to see what'll work considering what was going on that game no one was skating so yeah. it is what it is but Tampa I'm sorry I, I'll make my prediction you know I I predict Tampa to beat us um if we beat Tampa you know awesome it's a great comeback team like uh Cassidy really got in them because Tampa's my pick right now to win the Stanley Cup. Like, they look really good out there. They're clicking. Like, them making that trade with Montreal for that defenseman makes them look like geniuses because that guy's one of their best defensemen now. But don't forget that every team that looks great during the regular season tends to stink during the. Uh, not not Tampa, the though. Season. Tampa, yeah. when they have a good year, they have a. They, uh, they're 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 one of the best unless they uh, lose their best player to a broken leg. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, some some news that 
for some unknown reason, I keep forgetting to talk about, and maybe it's just because it's just, you know, not appealing to me, uh, and and I keep forgetting, and I, I just keep forgetting to write it in my notes for the last two weeks, but uh, the 2019 Winter Classic was announced, Ugh. and the Boston Bruins will play the Chicago Blackhawks in South Bend, Indiana, uh, home of the Fighting Irish football team. So it's another outdoor game. This will be the third for the for the Bruins. This will be, I don't know how many for the Chicago Blackhawks who are five. I, well, does that include? I'm just talking five. about. I'm just talking about Winter Classics. I'm not talking about oh, the Stadium okay. Series. Okay, then. So I, I think it's th- I think it's three. three. Yeah, yeah they're only they three. Wrig- Wrigley. Wrigley was a Winter Classic, and did they play it anywhere else in Chicago? I'm sure uh, they, Chicago's in it every year, right? So. Yeah, pro- most likely, but that's that's kind of what I wanted to bring up is, and maybe it's because of the reason I I keep forgetting is because it's not just. I mean, I love the fact that the Bruins are going to participate. I'm going to watch. I'm going to cheer for them. But is it just come to, you know, the the major markets that are only participating in this? I think. I mean, honestly, I think I would be a little more up for it if it was like the Bruins and Tampa Bay, or the. I, Bur- I am- yeah. I, I get you. Let's get some other markets ne- involved. So I looked it up. So I looked up the Forbes numbers, okay? So the, you have the New York Rangers, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Boston Bruins, Vancouver Canucks. Those are your top five. Those are your top teams uh, making money in the NHL uh, by fan support, every, like buying, buying jerseys and so on and so forth. You're the NHL. You put in a Tampa, Florida winter classic. Unfortunately, it'd be the lowest rated winter classic ever, um, probably even in attendance as well. It'd be an embarrassment. There'd be empty seats. It's unfortunate, but it's true. Um, you could put one in Minnesota and it'd be packed, like the stands wise, but no one's going to watch it on TV. Unfortunately, they've got to put in as, as much as I, I'm not going to want to go to this. I could go to this game and I'm not going to want to go. I've been to two now and I've had enough, but financially, this makes sense. Oh, right, right. Fans-wise, it doesn't. I totally agree with you, Mark. It's it's just like, whoop-dee-woo, uh, another Winter Classic. I look at it as a game that, you know, I hate Winter Classics counting in a regular season. Yeah. Make, it a, pre- make it a preseason you, game. You can't have Winter Classic and have it in Florida because you won't have any ice. Why? You had it in L.A.? Well, yeah. And but... they, had, they had it in Vegas, too, when Gretzky was around. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised they didn't involve Vegas in it this year. Uh, that was the surprise to me. I thought they'd have given them the Winter Classic on the I think first every, season. I think everybody's surprised by Vegas right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's just another crazy topic to go out a different day. But, but regardless, it's set for the uh, January 1st, 2019. And, um, I mean, it's should be exciting um, to, to just for the the game itself, not for the the market and who was playing. But um, well, you've been to a game, Mark. I've been to both of them. Yeah. So is it exciting? Really, to be honest with me, because I thought Fenway was, and I was extremely walking away from Gillette, very disappointed. Not just because of the score. I I was actually, and, and my friend Arthur. Um, Savoy, who, who's nice enough, a listener of the show and a uh, big fan of our website content, actually reached out to me and said that he he bought a $650 ticket, which was in the end zone 
uh, right behind one of the end zone party areas. And oh yeah, 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 where the alumni were. Yeah, we got to, we got to go sit in the uh, the nice warm heated area every now and then. Yeah, and that's why you continue to suck. But anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he he paid a lot of money for it, and 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 his wife unfortunately uh, came down ill, and they uh, he was traveling from the Canadian Maritimes, and at, just said asked me is I'd love to go with you, and I'd love to talk to you about the game and hockey, and would you like to join me? And I said I can't afford the money, and he just says, well, how about this price and I mean, knocked down four hundred dollars off of that, and I just i I couldn't say no. So, I went and enjoyed the atmosphere. The atmosphere was unbelievable. It really was uh, walking around, seeing all the fans. But um, was the game? The game was, was absolutely boring. Game. Yeah, it was. It when it was at Gillette, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mark. There was not a good seat in the house to watch no, the game. Absolutely and at Fenway, not. because of the way it was, way they situated the rink, Fenway wasn't that bad. I didn't. I it wasn't didn't think that so. bad. I, I thought I was, it was. I had really. I, well, maybe where I was. It was pretty. <laughs> I was. Well, uh, I was. I was center ice, like right at home plate there. Yeah, right there. That's where I was. I was in the back a little further, but. Uh, I, I just found maybe it was maybe because it was the first time. But going to the second one, I wanted to leave early. If I wasn't on a bus charter thing, yeah, because we signed up for this bus thing, I would have left the game. Maybe that's me being spoiled because I didn't pay for my ticket, but still. It was like, ah, I don't even want to be here. The hot chocolate was like extremely expensive. It was good, mind you. You get that free cup, but uh, I don't know. It just wasn't the same. Right. It just didn't. It didn't. It lost its luster. But, I mean, the atmosphere was good, and that was about it. And like you said, I mean, I couldn't see anything. I was basically watching the whole game on the scoreboard. But yeah, I got to say, I got there. So I've been to the last two. Um, Are you going to attempt to go to this one? Absolutely not. I have no, I have no desire to go to Indiana at all, or spend the money. It's just not, unless somebody comes with a free, with a, with a plane ticket and, 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 and ticket to go, and I'll be there. But I, I can't, I can't afford that. Unfortunately, the money, podcast salary does not pay a lot. Yeah, that's a zero. Um, <laughs> I, I would, I would think, are you money we better spent? Uh, Going down and watching the Bruins play like three home games in one week. Absolutely, yeah. same same cost. I'll let you know though; it wasn't any better sat at home, being nice and warm. <laughs> it it was one of the worst things I ever watched. No, uh, I was tearing my hair out at like two in the morning. So yeah, it wasn't good. Um, so. Uh, I got to talk about a couple of rumors that I want to touch on, and I and I know that oh. yeah, I hear I hear Cord already going. Oh, here we go. I think we talked about this one already today. We did, but um, uh, rumors and actually they're not rumors. Uh, Peter Shirelli has been in town recently with the Edmonton Oilers doing their East Coast trip. Um, he's been seen in Boston for the last three or four days. Yeah, God forbid the guy that used to live here comes here early. I know, right? And starts all kinds of speculation, but um, rumors from uh, Jimmy Murphy, and also, which I, I was very surprised to hear, Nick Kiprios. Uh, yeah, that's that's why I mentioned it today. Uh, said something on Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday, um, or was it yeah. Saturday? Yeah, you know, Saturday. That that's Hockey Night in Canada. Yep. Um, 
that there were a speculation of the Oilers uh, wanting to move on from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And, and the reason why I wanted to bring this up on this show is, is not because I, I want him, not because I, we, I, I think this team needs him. I, I, I really don't understand this whole trade when you, when you break it down um, for players. The rumor for players is that um, uh, Peter Kleharik, which is now injured, so you can wash that away. But Danton Heinen was also involved. Oh, I, I got angry. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that working out because both of these get guys are on entry-level deals that are making under a million dollars. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a six million dollar player, I believe. Yeah. yeah, and they said Spooner and Spooner. Don't forget Spooner. So I, not I, enough money is going that way either. Right, right. So, yeah, the, the money's not going to work, and and the player, I just don't see it happen. And if it happens, it, it's it is what it is. But um, to have one person say it and kind of like, well, you know, I don't know where you're going with this, but then to have another uh, huge media uh, market, especially in Canada, bring it up too, kind of le- leading me on to things and. Another reason why I wanted to bring it up is because the, this is the second center that the Bruins have been tied to in the past three or four months. Yeah, it makes o- some sense. Obviously, Matt Duchesne was one. Uh, yeah, thank God we got away. Sorry, Jesse, but thank God we didn't do that dumb deal. Right. Jesus, but he's done terrible. If if it is true that the Bruins are looking for a center, why? I mean, I, I don't get it either. Did they just JFK garbage? Is that what they're telling us? Yeah, I don't get that. You got kids that are coming up. If you want to get involved in the youth movement, then buy into it. Don't I wouldn't want to sell off to get a player like uh like Hopkins and and not believe yeah. in what you're trying to do. I mean this everybody knows this well, most of us know, our realistic fans know that this season is just gonna be one of those up and down years that we don't know what's gonna happen, but we kinda knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. But I, <clears throat> why they would ever make a trade with Shirelli, knowing how bad his trades are? Well, hold on. Like, That's maybe why they would make the trade because he's really like. Wouldn't this set a record for the, the a GM trading away the most first round draft picks? Yeah, ever? I would think so. Yeah, like, it must be. Is it like I would honestly say? Has he traded away like what when Sagan was drafted? Did Taylor Hall go that year too? Yeah. So he's technically traded away the first overall and the third overall already in that draft? Yeah. Yep. Wow, this guy's Jesus. And didn't Ryan Nugent Hopkins go first overall? He went yes. first overall, yeah. Yep. The Nuge, is, yeah. as he's called here in Canada. Yeah, so... Oh, and to my Canadian friends, I'm having a Tim Hortons coffee right now. <laughs> Are we sponsored by them? Mm-mm. <laughs> we can't be. <laughs> but my company makes the cups, so, you know. Uh, oh, nice. Nice. Uh, um, but it it is just a ridiculous. Like I don't understand how anyone can think that that money is coming back. I know I saw a few tweets saying, "Oh yeah, but we've got guys on injured reserve." Yeah, you do, but they're coming back soon. No one's on LTIR. No one's so- actually cap relief for the team. So. It just doesn't make any sense for that trade to happen. And do you ever. never want to sign Carlo and uh, McAvoy? Because uh, yeah. that's going to have to be done soon. So, come on, people. Yeah. It, if anything, they'd be getting rid of Cap. You've got yes. to, like, that's what I think. Especially if they're not going to make the playoffs this year, you'd think they'd dump some of the pending UFAs and... Or even, scares and sounds, 
especially the way he's been playing defensively in the last couple of games, even though we're winning. Toy Krug, you can get something for him. Yeah, right. I know but, we've talked about it many times, but he could, he, he's valuable. Yeah, could, and like get a lot of pieces for him. Like I said with Riley Nash, that guy is probably going to end up taking more money than he's got now. With the way that he's been playing up and down the roster, he can fit in absolutely anywhere on your lineup. Including um, our backup goalie that who's on a discount right now. And if yeah. he continues his play, sorry to say, people, he ain't coming back. We no, can't no. afford him. Can't afford him. No, because the goalie market's going to go up. It's yeah, and go you up might as year. well get something now while the value's there than let him walk to free agency and be a fringe playoff team who's going to, what, make the second round maybe? Yeah. I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather get the assets for him. I'd rather try and flip it for a third third or second round pick. They can have the second coming of Tim Thomas. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't see the point in holding on to guys that hold value when you've got guys coming up from the AHL next year that they must be. Some of those guys are playing out of the skin. They've got to be coming up. Yeah. Um. So, I I don't know. And I, any trade involving Danton Heinen is a no. Yeah. Well, uh, Cassidy said that um, it doesn't look like he's going to go back down to the AHL anytime soon. Or off uh, the first line. Yeah, and he said when Marshan's back fit, it looks like it'll be Marshan Bergeron Heinen. Yeah. So, and guys like Jake DeBrusque, I think he ended his point streak on Sunday. Yeah, yes. the three-game yeah. point streak. But still playing good, really. Uh, oh, he's playing, up, well, as Mark alluded in his article, he's playing above what everybody's expectations were, and that's awesome. Yeah. 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 And he's proven what a good draft pick he was. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm yeah. all in on Jake DeBrusque. I think he's going to be part of this future for a long time. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad you guys have been listening to me. <laughs> well, two, we two, talked two. about it uh, on the draft episode for that draft. Yep. And we, we both said that that is a really good pick with some really good NHL pedigree compared to the guys that were around him. Yeah, uh, and he's just proved it because in the times that he's talked with the media about how his dad's brought him up and like all the stuff that he has to do, then he is by far the best draft pick they could have ever got. Can we mention so. one sad mustache though? My poor guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty so sad. It's tough to mind be. you. He's, Bergeron he's... once again, phenomenal mustache. Phenomenal. <laughs> Mustache Mountain. Now, now I wish we were sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> well, yeah. He's in every podcast in the world. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I want to talk about the salary cap. I mean, I'm yeah, the salary cap later a little later on. But right now, I just this morning I took a screenshot and I I have to bring it up because I definitely I I mean I know what you guys are gonna say, but I want to get more of an opinion on long term. Uh, our our buddy Eklund, he's not a he's not a real person. I know. Yeah, uh, has tweeted out earlier today or yesterday that three teams are currently interested in Zdeno Chara. Wow, I'm sure they are. All right, 
Here's my I'm sure question. there's 30 other teams that are yeah, interested right. in Zidane Chara. So, at the at pretty much the quarter mark of the season, maybe one game or two over, I need your evaluations before I give you mine. Oh, I want kind of all right. Um, Go ahead, Rob. I, to be honest, for his age, what he goes through every year, I'd give him an A right now. I think that guy is playing beyond any expectation that you could give him. Is He's teaching the kids. McAvoy's going to be an amazing defenseman, mainly because of the things that he's been taught right now by Chara. Uh, I think a lot of players would be a hell of a lot better with him teaching them. So I definitely think it's just pure class by him. And for him to stick around and want to stick around with the Bruins is amazing. I'd take him back for another year. Um, I would give him an A as well, solely based on how our defenses performed this year and how he is at his age. Like, he's not the Chara he was, but at his age, for what he still brings to the table, is unreal. And also solely based on himself and his pedigree, he's earned the right to decide whether he stays or goes. So if I'm the GM of the Boston Bruins, uh, till he comes to me and says, hey, trade me, then I, I listen to teams, but I don't. That's that's how it goes. I'm right. not going to even approach him and say, hey, because to be, to be totally honest, he's a future Hall of Famer. He could have his number hanging from the Raptors at TD Garden or whatever it will be called, whoever sponsors the Garden at the time. Um, it's a total insult. Yeah. Just let it go. That's the way I look at it. And Boston Bruins are an extremely, as much as everybody hates the Jacobs family and stuff, extremely good organization to their uh, long-term um, players. Uh, they, they treat him with a lot of respect, and I, I see them treating Chara with respect and letting him decide. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to sign him again, but they'd let him decide whether he wants to go or not. Right. But if, if Sweeney doesn't have him in the plans at all coming back next year, and I kind of think he does uh, for one more year, then uh, it is what it is. Just let Char decide. I'm, I, I can definitely – definitely valid points from both of you guys. And <clears throat> I, I see his game. It, it, is, it is slowing down. There's no doubt about that. But his leadership is second to none. Um, but if, if, if he doesn't see this happening or a future for at least one more year and he does want to go to a contender – I'm all for moving him for the right price, um, but that that's neither here or there. So I just wanted to bring, I because I, I I never believe a damn word this excellent character says, and just just tweeting it out earlier was just I wanted to bring it up because there's some people out there that just can't stand the guy and think that he shouldn't be resigned, and um, there's other people that uh, see value uh, not because he's lighting the league up right now at, at 40 years old, but he's also a huge part of the team's success in, in the past and, and, and this year with teaching the young kids like Court said. So, um, and Rob. And, and Rob, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but I do see, you know, if they bring him back for another year, there's nothing wrong with that. And that kind of leads me into the salary cap. Wow. Hold on, can I just say it? That's a huge change from what you thought at the beginning of the year. Well, it's because no, no, that's that's a good thing. I'm just no, saying. no. It's no, and I and I understand what you're saying. Is it? 
I needed. I wanted to see him. I want to see how he played and how he's adjusted to to the game at this age and and to get a proper evaluation. I mean, obviously, I didn't give a proper evaluation in the beginning of the season when I was like, no, I don't want him back. But I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I I'm not a huge fan of his, but I'm also. Uh, you know, I, I like this whole youth thing, and I really want to get it going as soon as possible. And but it does take players like Char, and I will admit that that you know need to be that veteran leadership to these kids. I mean, obviously he did it with Brandon Carlo, and and I thought Carlo had a, had a decent uh, rookie season last year, and he's going to do it with McAvoy this year, and and who knows, he could be that. Lozon next year. Yeah, or or uh, you know Zaboral next year. Who knows? Yeah. So. And it's just like I, I, it's, it's what people when I was saying the whole respect factor, like eventually, and he's my favorite player on the team. And like some people have said he's had a couple bad games, but I don't give a crap because he's he is who he is. He's Patrice Bergeron. Eventually, he's his game is going to deteriorate, especially what he's done to his body. But the Boston Bruins organization is not going to embarrass themselves by trading that man unless he comes to the forefront and says, I want to move. It'll never happen. And he will never come to yeah. the forefront and say Just that. Prime example. Ray Bork asked for a trade. No one got mad at him. He wanted to go to contender. Right. Yeah. He wanted a cup. He wanted a cup. Exactly. And uh, he got one. So uh, thinking about Chara's salary uh, and, and going into next year. He'll is... take a pay cut. Yeah. Without, without a doubt, he would. Um, so th- that's that's all well and good but from a, a couple of people that i've heard uh national writers uh very well respected writers that i i forgot to put down on my notes but i did hear this uh the salary cap is projected to go up five million dollars correct uh, so you did hear that too yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's analysts predicted all the time there's been a couple of years where they predicted it's going to go up four million dollars and it's actually gone down a million and a half it all matters on revenues. So far, the revenues this year have been good, which everything factors. We've talked about this before. Everything factors in the revenues. And it sounds crazy, but having new jerseys for all of all the NHL t- clubs actually helps the revenue generation because fans are pouring money back in. Jeez, I bought one. I put Pasternak on the back. Nice. Like, that's that's just the way it goes, right? So all these things, people going to the games, you know, if you didn't have a team in Carolina and you put them anywhere else, it's it, you get more revenue. Um, I I could see the cap going up, depending just solely based on even having Vegas as a franchise because it's just adding new revenue this year. But even with that cap going up, I've, I've, I'm going to beat this dead horse till I'm blue in the face. Brandon Carlo and Charlie McAvoy become restricted free agents at the exact same time. But now save you- save some cap space, boys and girls. Yeah, we need those. And that's not for another two years. So if we get the five million this year, we're not. Don't spend up to the top. Hopefully, um, my guess is Chara would come back for two million, two point five, for a last hurrah. Um, just because I, he has a lot of roots here in Boston, and I don't think he's going anywhere, especially after that realtor's license thing. Um, I just don't see it happening. Uh, and not going out and signing free agents like everybody wanted with Shattenkirk and all that crap this year. Just leave it and have the cap space. If we get somewhere and we can make some trades at the deadline and use that cap space, sure. But other than that, we're going to have to have that cap space open because if McAvoy continues playing the way he is, there's five, 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 six million dollars a year right there. Right. Carlo, four million dollars a year right there. 
if if we can sign Adam McQuaid or Kevin Miller to the contracts they have, just think what they what, what McAvoy and Carlo are going to get. Yeah. And then you're going to have after that you're going to have uh, Jake DeBrus, Anders Bjork, Danton Heinen. Come on, people. We want to keep these kids together that we like watching right now. You're going to have to not spend any of that money. Just my opinion. No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, injuries, before I get to the last uh, topic on my list. Uh, injuries uh, continue to pile up. As we mentioned, Peter Kloharik is out with a knee injury that he sustained in the uh, Pittsburgh game. Uh, Ryan Spooner is back. Injured again after playing one game, uh, or yeah, it's one game, right? Yeah. Seriously, I thought he was just being sat. <laughs> well, he didn't play that well, no. Yeah, uh, no, he didn't, and it seemed like he was laboring a little bit. But his uh, his injury is now listed as undisclosed, so I'm thinking his his, his uh, pride. Gro- <laughs> well, his groin anyway might be a little affected. Well, uh, I, Cassidy gave him every opportunity in the world, and all of a sudden his ice time just went. Boom. Right. Uh, David Backus is still out with an in, uh, illness. Uh, but can we wearing... talk about that guy? We can. That guy is a stud. Uh, let's just call it as it is. He is unbelievable that he's even skating on the ice. Did you I... see that stuff, Rob? He's on the ice, not with a not yeah. with a full contact jersey. Yeah. Yeah. It that guy is made of steel. Let's just hope that after all he's gone through, his uh, his game is uh, back to normal. Oh, I think for. he'll be. I think he'll be even more physical than he has been. I think it's pissed him off that he's had to have this time off this this season. Right. I think he was just getting his game back to where he wanted it to be. Uh, yeah, because you were saying he, in the off season, Rob, how he was working out and doing all that stuff, right? Yeah, and he was working out with guys like way younger than him. Um, I think he he'd started with a different group of people. A lot of the guys were younger guys. He was trying to keep up with them with the weights and everything. Uh, that that guy is unreal. Um, I, I'd love to see him at third line center. I think that's where they'll start him. Yeah, I think um, so too. But with, with guys like Hein and DeBrusque, I don't think he's needed in the top six as much. And if you play him at that third line center role, he can bring that physicality and he can play that grindy shutdown game that yeah, everyone but- loves. Put Bjork on his line when Bjork comes back. Oh dude, yeah, I think it would work great. I mean, you have the grind, and then you have Bjork just you know being able to use those silky mitts. Um, yeah. it just would work. Like I love DeBrusque with with Krejci and Pasta. I can't wait for that line to come back together. Um, and I would love to have Marshan back with Bergeron because, as you all know, that is always awesome. So, oh man, it would be so nice to watch this full team. Yeah. Nice, healthy team. I mean, I mean oh. Marchand, Bjork, and McQuaid round off the uh, the injury list, and and you know that's seven, six players. Sorry, two, uh, six players that are uh, very well missed on this lineup, regardless of popular opinion or mine, in for that matter. But well, look at Krejci. Krejci yeah. coming back was huge. It yeah, started absolutely. the whole started the whole winning streak. Yep. I don't care what anybody can say at Hudobin. Krejci's leadership on the ice and in the dress room obviously goes a ton more than everybody thinks. Plus his puck possession and the way he controls plays yep. and generates offense, whether he gets on the score sheet or not, makes this team win hockey games. It's the Krejci factor. Everybody says it. When he's in the lineup, we win. Yeah. He just brings that. He just slows down that game. 
like everyone says that having a slow player down the middle of the ice is bad and you want speed and blah, 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 blah. No, because he, he stops the Bruins rushing every time. Like he'll pick up the puck, he'll go in the zone and he'll just slow it down. He'll start the cycle game up and then teams can't defend against that anymore because they're not as... Teams aren't as big as they used to be. They don't like going in the corners. They don't like digging pucks out. And that's what you've got to do against a guy like Krejci. And he's stupidly strong for like this the body type that he has. So I think that's what's winning us games right now is the fact that we can we can play that cycle game against people and we, and can, we can hold it in the zone. Having two centers, so it's harder to check because before everybody's just going after Bergeron. Boom, 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 going after him. Now with Krejci back... Alleviate some of that pressure. Krejci yeah. is, is always been well, always been awesome playing with those skilled guys or, or the big guys with some speed and get to the net. Well, he just needs those guys back on his line. I, I don't know. It's, it, it, like Nash was actually working that that angle for him. Even as much as I saw him on the line at first, and I was like, oh, please get him off that line. Um, and that's just me being stupid. But after the game, I'm like, he played well with him. I guess anybody can play with Krejci. That's third, yeah. there's, maybe there's a reason the guy plays with it. He's played with almost everybody in the Bruins organization for the last four years. Right. But, like, Nash has been reminding me of what Chris Kelly used to be. He can do a little bit of everything. Um, He was a skilled player. Um, But he can also grind it up, and he can play the bottom six role if you need him to, or he can play the top six. It just depends. Let's just hope they don't give him a Chris Kelly-type deal and give him four mil. Right. I that don't. Won't be fun. I, <laughs> oh, looking, they wouldn't. Do looking it. at the cap, I, I don't see that guy. Unfortunately, as much as he obviously has played well, I, I can't see him even coming back. They're going to find another, the next uh, Riley Nash, unless he wants to take a deal. If these guys want to come back at the cheap, I just don't see them. Otherwise, Sweeney. I think Sweeney is looking to the future, going, oh, in a couple of years, it's going to be a big haul with regards yeah. to the cap on this team. And you you got to remember, you've got like guys like Jesse Gabriel who can come up and play that grindy role for a minimum fee. So do you really need to pay a guy like $2 million to do that? No. So Very let's true. see where the kids go. Um, we got to talk about something that is just keeps coming up in social media. And it just bothers me because the Bruins won. Why is it always the bitching happening when the Bruins do things good? I don't get it. Never will. But regardless, I'm going to talk about it. Uh, Crosby goal on Friday. Oh, my God. Don't even bring it up. No. You know what? If you go by the rules, it's a good goal. So why are we talking about it? Okay. It wasn't wasn't covered up. The whistle hadn't been blown. Yeah. That it's exactly, exactly, exactly my point. And, and I'm talking, I might be a little biased on the goaltender and so on, but it doesn't matter if it's a loose puck on his head, his foot, up his ass. Yeah, as long as the stick doesn't hit him in the head, it doesn't matter. It's good. Hit the puck. Yeah. Right. You're going for the puck. It's still I loose. Think, it's not covered up. I, I don't, think it's I, I know. the wham wham. All our fans hate Crosby. You know what? They probably, and people can hate me for whatever. I'm going to say it. He's one of the best in the world. Shut up. Like, come on now, people. I don't care what he does with the stick. You can't love Brad Marchand and then dump on Sidney Crosby. You can't do it. 
Yes. It's impossible. If you're going to dump on Crosby, then Brad Marchand is a dirty hockey player too. Plain and simple. End of story. Sorry. Brad, the thing Sidney is, Crosby is the, the best hockey player in the world. Yeah. And you know what? I don't like his attitude. I've never liked his attitude since the, was it uh, 2013 Stanley Cup playoffs where he was trying to start a fight with Rask? Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Ever since that, I've kind of been like, oh, it's Crosby. But at the same time, he's the best hockey player in the NHL right now. I'm not going to say in the world because I don't know what guys like in the KHL compared to the NHL and stuff like that. You can, but... you, I'll say it for you. In the world. Well, 100%. Bar none. Bar none. You're Canadian, so you must know. Well, no, it has nothing to do with that. I'm just telling you. He's oh, just just watching him. I've, I've, I've seen him even in a warm-up. The things he does. He does the things. So they interviewed him one time and they asked him. They're like, why do you do this in a warm-up? Because you don't see him doing the shoot-around. He's like, well, I practice things I don't know how to do. Yeah. Yeah, it only gets you better. Like he's just that good. Like the fact that he could hit it off the guy's stomach and not hit anything else but the puck. Yeah, yeah. it was just like a golf swing. It was, it was perfect, and it didn't. In like I saw a few people going, "Oh well, he could have really hurt Hudobin there." Hudobin didn't even realize he'd hit it off his chest. Hudobin didn't even know where the puck was. Yeah, yeah, he thought the puck was under him. He didn't know it was on top of him. That That's why he sprawled out. Yeah, and it it was just it was a bit weird because I saw some people going, "Well, Kudobin's like questioning this right now," and I'm like, "Well, no, he's questioning where the hell the puck was." Yeah, he's he's laughing about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know where it was. I I know as a hockey player growing up and everything, it, you know, we were all taught to play until the whistle blows. Yeah, you don't just stop because yep. you can't see the puck. Right. And I, I just yeah. don't understand when, when somebody, you know, takes, goes a little bit at the puck trying to get it in the goal, and you might have made contact with the goal with your stick, then everybody raises their hands and calls it goaltender interference. Goaltender interference, people, is more or less a body contact. Well, it's, no, it can, be by, it can be by the stick if the stick hits his glove. So there yeah, are yeah, other but, ways in the rule. I, myself and a um, um, uh, friend of the show, Brandon Shaker, we I at first thought it was. Goaltender interference. I was like, why aren't they calling it? And then after watching the replay, he missed them. So I was like, all right, it's a good goal. Right. Uh, just another one in the NHL. If I mean, it happened the other way around and it was the Boston Bruins score the goal, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because all the fans. It's just someone on the Fan 590 today said it the best. Negativity sells. Yeah. It, you could write an article about David Pasternak saying how amazing he is, and you get a couple clicks. You can write an article, whether it's true or not, and say Pasternak's the worst in the NHL, and every single person will read it. Yep. Or they'll just get past the title and start bitching about it. Yeah, I, I, I posted something today. I was like, please read before you speak. Uh, yeah, exactly. That just annoys me. Um, I think that's it. I think we're going to get uh, some. We have two Patreon questions uh one from anthony uh this one's a little bit of a long one so bear with me um and it's it's talking about the goalie controversy right it sucks but we're gonna try to try to get this through uh so he said he scoffed the whole goalie controversy suggestion for the bruins after doby had one good game but he continues to play well and rask well rask simply isn't playing well not well at all seems to me we have a goalie controversy after all. Do you agree? 
or is it similar to what L Lundquist and the Rangers went through? Uh, a temporary situation that fades as soon as Rask starts playing like Rask and more importantly, Dolby starts playing like Dolby. Um, it, it's exactly like what happened in New York. Um, Lundqvist had a bad start and this was what the first half of the season that he had a bad time. Uh, Antiranta came out, started playing games, got started more than Lundqvist. There was a big controversy there saying, are they turning him into the starter? Are they going to get rid of Henrik Lundqvist? And then, lo and behold, King Henrik comes back, takes him into the playoffs. I, I just don't I don't get it. We're, we're what? We're less than 30 games in. We're, what, 22, I think it is? Yeah. Just just calm down. Like, if if Rask is still playing backup minutes by the end of the year, then expect to trade. But right now, no. There, yeah. there is no chance. Gary Price just had his first good game. Against yeah, Buffalo. The season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, there, as Matt Kelman said it best today when he, he wrote that article, no, there isn't a goalie controversy. If everybody can remember last year, Hudobi was a hot mess. Yep. And we didn't have two good goalies. Now we finally have two good goalies, and we're complaining. It's just, I, 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 it's always dumbfounded me how people, how many of those haters, and they, they actually they call us defenders or whatever they want to call us. I, I really don't care. As I said to that person on, on Twitter today, Mark, you saw that. I was like, you know what, now just unfollow me. Yeah. You want to talk like an idiot, you're gone. Right. Um, I was just trying to have some a little bit of fun, and you know, because so every, was I. It was all about the hate. It was all about yesterday. I hate oh, Rask. Sure. I hate him. I hate everything about well, Rask. We, were, we weren't even talking about Rask, and somehow the haters bring it in. But the apologist, they call us. It's not an apologist. Yeah. I'm just a Bruins fan. I don't understand. I'm happy when Dobie does well. I'm happy when Tuka does well. Why? So many of them are like, "See, I told you so." Yeah. You could say that about anybody. I could say Connor McDavid sucks because eventually he will. Like, I, I don't get it. Why they get off so much on one player playing so bad. Shouldn't you be happy when the team does well? Like, I'm, I had a great time last week knowing that we were winning. Like, yep. I didn't care who's in the net. I'm, I'm a fan of Tuka Rask, but if Doby wins the games, Doby wins the games. It's awesome. Yep. I, I just, I, I don't think there's a controversy at all. I, I really do think this is awesome that we finally have a backup that can play and actually win games. And I'm sure Tuka's yeah. thinking the exact same thing because last year, it was all on him. Yeah, people were still saying Tuca's a bag of garbage, but you know. Yeah, and the the the, the funny thing about this, and and so many people forget, is the last time a goaltender played like this was Chad Johnson. Yeah, that was a while ago. This is this is exciting to have a one-two punch like this, and and that was twenty thirteen, wasn't it? With yeah. Chad Johnson. And yeah. you're not having a controversy with a thirty-year-old backup. Right. Like, yeah. how's that a everybody? I had someone to be today go. Well, what about Matt Murray and uh, Mark Andre Fleury? Yeah. What about a rookie goaltender that starts playing well? Yes. Then you could have a controversy because you'd be like, this guy's the future. Hudobin's not the future, people. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. and and like we've said before, if he keeps continuing to play this way, he's not even going to be here next year. Right. Because Rask isn't going anywhere at seven million dollars with a no trade clause. So for all you haters out there, you should want Rask to play better because that's the only way you're ever going to get rid of him. Yeah, and if you keep complaining, he's just gonna stick around. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know what's funny about Rask is, and 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 real quick um, about how people say he throws people under the bus. 
I I watch a ton of his interviews. I watch every one of them, and and I might just be, I don't know, a little little off on this, but it almost seems like a lot of people are getting that from how the reporters are trying to push him into saying something. Yeah. Like now, now these guys all in the locker room that are doing the interviews did the same thing to Tim Thomas when he was when he was doing the tweets and his Facebook posts. They pushed him into saying something like this. And I think that these guys are trying to do this to him too. And he might be saying a little, some things that are a little off that might trigger a lot of the hate. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. If, you, if you're playing like shit, man, you, you got to call it out. And, and, and this new one of that the players don't, I, I, it seems like the players aren't playing well in front of them because they aren't but that they're purposely doing this people. These are professional athletes. If you want to continue saying this, stop embarrassing yourself because it's not a hot take. It's stupidity. That is not a take. That is not anything saying that the players are purposely losing a guy like Patrice Bergeron. You're telling me he's going out there and purposely losing a game because Tuka Rask is in that. Give your head a shake and stop watching hockey. Go watch ballet or whatever, because that might be the only place you can give a take because that's unreal. If you watch Russ interviews as well, he always says, we didn't play well enough. And people take that as always blaming the team. And it's like, no, they <laughs> play as a team. They lose as a team. Right. It's a team sport. You don't see like you don't see a golf guy going, well, my caddy told me the wrong lay. Uh, so I listened to him because he's obviously the professional. No. Like, you take the blame for what you did. He's many times said, no, I didn't have a good game. Look at all the times he's been pulled and look at the interviews after them games. He'll tell you straight away that he didn't have a good game. And he's the first to dump on himself. Yes. Like the very first. He's the, you know, it just makes no, makes no sense to me. (laughs) The only guy, the only guy who ever calls anyone out on the team as other players is Marshand. And no one ever has a word about Marshand when he says, oh, there's passengers. No one ever has a like a bad thing to say about him when he calls guys out. They always say, oh, yeah, he should be calling them out because they've been playing bad. If Tuka Rask calls them out for playing bad, he that would be the most shared thing you'd ever see from a Bruins fan. They'd be calling for his head. Yep. So it, it, it swings and roundabouts. The main thing is, if you don't like Rask, you don't like Rask. Shut up about it. No one cares if you don't like a player. You should like a player because he's part of the team. And they, they go out of their way. Like, you could say, uh, watch the Bruins game. They're like, Tuka sucks. You're like, oh, my God. Like, I just don't get where it's coming. Like, it just makes – I don't understand why they get off on it so much. Yeah, and they, that's, that's they, exactly they say, what happens is people and, get and off then on if, it. If you say something back to them, they're like, excuse me, I have an opinion. I'm like, well, I never asked for it. So why are you coming into my conversation? I don't, I don't understand. I, I'm telling you this right now. I, I don't understand people. I didn't ask. Yeah, and I can guarantee Rask has seven million reasons why he couldn't give a shit about someone's opinion. <laughs> and I'll happily put a dollar in the swear jar for that. Yeah, like he, <laughs> like, he I'll, I'll be the first to say he hasn't played well this year, but he didn't play. It wasn't his fault last game. It's no. been a couple games this year, but not last night. The last night, it was the fact there was 11 shots at the end of the second period. That's not goaltending. Um. No. Going to uh, the second question from Frank on the Patreon, uh, what you brew in mailbag. Uh, as some of you know, some teams only trade with certain teams. Why is it that 
and what is the protocol per se when trading with another team? I, this one's a tough one, Frank. Um, I don't, I mean, obviously you don't want to trade within division. Um, nowadays when you, but it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays when you're Tampa, Tampa, Montreal, perfect example. Just, yeah. But it's not as often as, you know, there's a lot of East Coast nope. teams that want to make deals with the West Coast because you don't, you don't get to see, you only see those, uh, those players that you traded away twice. So R- Roberto Luongo is an example. Vancouver, uh, not uh, Corey Schneider. Yep. Vancouver didn't want to trade him to Edmonton. So they traded him to New Jersey when they could have got a bigger return if they traded him to Edmonton at the time. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't think I'm, there's a protocol. There's, there's not really. Other than rival teams now, like really heated rivalries like Bruins Montreal, there's not a lot of teams teams that won't trade with each other because you end up getting these stupid three way trades or like the Martin Jones flip, which was was obviously like predetermined by San Jose that they were going to get him. Um, yeah, people who keep talking about Jones, he never even yeah. stepped on the soil of Massachusetts. Huh. Yeah. It wasn't but coming here. You get that if if a rivalry won't trade with each other, they'll find someone to trade for that player and flip it to them, and they'll happily pay a little bit extra for that player. So now it is mainly rivals won't trade with each other. That's all you really see. Uh, the the big trades won't happen within the the divisions really. And I don't think the Tampa Montreal one was that big because is Jonathan Druin is Druin that big a star? Not he, yet. Well, no, he 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 had the potential to be, and I'll use the word potential. But Sergachev has turned into the better player. But you can never talk about a trade that's done by Mark Bergevin because he's he has the record now of being the new Peter Shirelli. Hey, I got a good player. You know what? I'll give you my good player, and you give me a bag of pucks. Because that's yeah. the way his trades have been going. He traded away P.K. Subban for Shea Weber, who's a great hockey player, but not... Ex- On not the downside of his did. career, in my opinion. Correct. Oh, 100%. He, and the, it didn't make any sense. The Druin one, I think, made more of a splash than it did because it was a French-Canadian going to a French-Canadian team. I 100%. think Druin was a big superstar in that part of Canada, in the junior team. Um, Halifax. So in the queue. Yeah. So it made a lot of sense. Like, plus they love taking troublemakers. Push more than anything. Like the guy was a oh, big yeah. baby out in Tampa, and you know Steve Eisman was like, "No, Eisman to me is one of the best GMs there are." The oh yeah, people, won't he, take he, any exactly, crap. exactly. Oh, yeah. and to 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 Mark, if if you at one fifteen to two thirty tomorrow. Mr. Patrice Bergeron is going to be at the Quincy Market and Faneuil Hall taking face-offs. I expect you there tomorrow to take a face-off against him. <laughs> yeah. Try saying that to my boss. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh. I wish I could do a lot of this stuff, but it's, I just I, – I expelled all my vacation time. So I'm saving it for, for um, next season and obviously um, the uh, Bruins events during the summer. Uh, development camp, training camp, rookie camp. So, fair enough. Yeah, uh, I miss all the good stuff. Wish I was up in Toronto in the mecca of the hockey world. And oh, I don't think you do. I I'm really just, don't. I'm just kidding. I know. Like, I, I, I just I cast. The, I casted that line out for you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't go to the hockey hall of fame every year. I, I, I think 
I've been I go once every like five or six years, maybe, and that's just because if I'm downtown, I'm like, yeah, I might as well pop in something to do. Um, <laughs> Court's like walking around, like, geez, I wonder if they dusted today. <laughs> yeah, like, like whatever. Um, and I, I very rarely go to a Leaf game because it's overpriced and oh, that's uh, crazy. I can't say that the talent on the ice is garbage anymore, but it's just overpriced. It's the most expensive ticket in the league, bar none. Um, it's uh, I, it's cheaper for me to fly to Boston, go to a game, spend the night in a hotel, than it is to buy one ticket to a Leaf game. Absolutely. Yep. It's a joke. And the one thing that I wish that we had over here that you guys have over there is hockey night youth, in youth hockey and a like uh, minor league hockey. Like, I wish that I could watch that. I mean, there's the English hockey, but it's nowhere near what you guys have over there. Yeah. Like no, you, nowhere even close. The one thing I say that we have that uh, you also don't have is the, the radio here in Canada. It, they do talk about the Leafs a lot, but they also talk about the other hockey clubs. It's not like that uh, stuff you get in uh, Massachusetts there, uh, Mark, that uh Racist. Yeah, no, I call it um, racist and sexist and asshole, right? That's the two guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's so, I don't know. It's unfortunate. That's one thing we have. The, the media here in Toronto, it's, it's hard for players to play with, but uh, they're educated, yeah, to say absolutely. the least. All right. Well, that is an hour, and I think we're going to wrap it up on this Monday because I need some food. And mm-hmm. possibly a cold beverage. Um, <laughs> I thank you for, both very much for coming uh, on on this Monday and, 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 you know, making different plans as always. We do work together very well. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope everybody ha- in the United States that celebrated Thanksgiving, I hope your families and, and friends all were, were safe and um, you enjoyed your time off with, uh, with folks. So, um Please subscribe to any of the major uh, outlets, uh, podcatchers that we are on. We are on iHeart now. Uh, We're also on Podbean for the uh, Android users. Uh, That's huge. That's uh, been taken off the past um, week. So, uh, and any other SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, of course. Um, So please uh, check us out. And uh, thank you. And if much. you're doing any of your uh, Cyber Monday shopping today, click on our link and use their their thirty percent off on the Fanatics webpage. But go to our webpage first, click on the link, and then yeah. buy your thirty percent off. Absolutely. And, and with the um, with that being said, thank you very much, Court. Uh, always there uh, for the assist. Um, if anybody's doing any any Christmas shopping, holiday shopping, whatever holiday you um, you want to spend on, go to, go to the blackandgoldhockeyblog.com website and just click on either Fanatics or Amazon and just go through there. It doesn't cost you any more money. We get a commission, and all that commission does is go back to um, paying for the for us to bring you this program. Uh, it's a labor of love, and, and you know it's basically out of our pocket, so... Uh, we'd love to get some of that money back and, and continue to bring you um, uh, weekly Bruins updates and, and discussions and, and all kinds of craziness. So uh, with that being said, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll definitely be back next week. Uh, next week should be a great show, and I'll, I'm definitely going to be in the, uh, in the hunt for a guest. Uh, I'm trying to get uh, Taylor Mannix. He covers the... Uh, University of Maine Black Bears, and I'd like to get a little bit uh, more about Jeremy Swayman because I don't know a ton of him about him, but uh, Taylor 
has been seeing him for the past uh, uh, month or two, and I'd like to get um, his opinion on him. So should be interesting. Take care, everybody, and thank you again. JT Comfort. Here's Notre Dame back the other way. Bjork fires, scores. Notre Dame ties it up. Picked off there by Gilbert. Taken back by Greenway to the middle. McAvoy scores. Unloads a one timer, and it's a 3 1 lead for the Terriers. Hey Bruins fans, it's that time of the week for my Bruins prospect update for November 19th to the 25th, 2017. Starting off in the American Hockey League with the Providence Bruins, the Baby Bees played three games last week, starting off on Sunday, November 19th with a 4-1 win over the Hershey Bears at the Duncan Providence. Bees goals scored by Jakob Svorsbach at Carlson, his fifth of the season. Colby Cave, his second of the season. A power play goal by Austin Zynick, his fifth. Colton Hargrove, his fourth of the season. Uh, goaltender on loan, Jordan Vinnington, got the start, making 17 saves on 18 shots. On Wednesday, November 22nd, the Bees put together a 2-1 overtime victory on the road against the Binghamton Devils. Bruins got a shorthanded goal by Kevin Porter, his first of the season, and the extra session winner by Colton Hargrove, his fifth. Zane McIntyre got the starting goal, making 27 saves on 28 shots. On Saturday night, the BABBs traveled to Charlotte, North Carolina to play the Checkers and failed to show up against a team they haven't played since 2011, losing by the score of 8-2. Providence goal scored by Ryan Fitzgerald, his fifth, and a power play goal scored by Kenny Agostino. Zane McIntyre got the second straight start of the week, giving up all eight goals and was far from the focus of blame in the weekend contest, making 35 saves on 43 shots. In the East Coast Hockey League, Atlanta Gladiators, goaltender Dan Vladar started in three games last week with a game on Sunday, November 19th against the South Carolina Stingrays, losing 3-2 in overtime with uh, the Bruins' 2015 third-round pick, making 30 saves on 33 shots at home. On Wednesday, November 23rd, the Gladiators once again played the South Carolina team, but this time losing another close one by the score of 2-1 to one in regulation. Vladar stopped 22 or 24 shots in the home game. On Friday, November 25th, on the road in Jacksonville, Florida, Vladar got the start for his third straight of the week, but only made three saves in the first period and did not return for the second period. Per Providence Journal, Bruins writer Mark Diver, Vladar did not return due to precautionary reasons with no further details. Ontario Hockey League, 
Oshawa Generals 2017 second round pick Jackson Nika has been has been back on track offensively getting points in all three games last week to tie his 2017-18 season point streak at five games. In 25 games played this season, he has seven goals, 17 assists, 24 points. Um, in the NCAA ranks, Jeremy Swayman, the University of Maine, 2017 fourth-round selection, played in two games last week as his Black Bears played in the Friendship Four tournament in Belfast, Northern Ireland. The freshman Anchorage, Alaska native, Gave up two goals, making 34 saves on Friday, November 24th, 3-0 loss to Providence College. On Saturday, November 25th, against RPI University, Swayman gave up another two goals, making 18 saves for a Black Bears 4-2 victory. In eight games this season, Jeremy is now 4-3-0 with a 2.50 goals against average and .921 save percentage. Ryan Donato, Harvard University. Ryan played in one game last week, contributing an assist in a 4-4 overtime tie against Boston College, against the Boston College Eagles. Donato now has notched at least one point in all eight games played this year and is uh, four goals, six assists, ten points. Cameron Hughes, University of Wisconsin. Cameron played in one game last week in a 4-2 win over Mercerhurst College and added an assist to bring his 2017-18 points straight to three games. Hughes has six goals, six assists, 12 points, and is one point behind fellow Bruins prospect and Badgers teammate Trent Frederick, who has 13 for fifth on the team. And that is this week's uh, Boston Bruins prospect update for the November 19th to the 25th, 2017. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. You can follow the guys on Twitter at blackandgold277, at courtlalonde, and at rob40bruins. You can also send us an email to the show's account at blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com.